You're listening to the Play, Teach, Talk podcast. I'm Tiffany Thompson, a speech pathologist with over 20 years of expertise in working with children under three years of age and their families to help them understand language and communicate better. My specialty is in working with emerging communicators with few or no true words to reduce their frustration, help them interact and play with their peers and family, and to learn to truly enjoy the back and forth of functional communication throughout their daily routines. This podcast is not intended to diagnose speech-language disorders, but is more of a general set of suggestions for children who are experiencing delays in their language skills. For recommendations or therapy specific to your child's needs, consultation or evaluation with a licensed speech-language pathologist in your city is highly suggested. This is a bonus episode of how do I know that my child is understanding language? We talk a lot more about expressive language, which is how kids are using sounds, gestures, eye contact, facial expressions, and vocal tone to express themselves. But we really can't use language until we understand language. And we don't focus as much on language comprehension or a child's understanding language as much as we tend to focus on expressive language because there are children who have expressive language delays while they're understanding everything that their parents are are saying to them. But what I wanna focus on today are the kids that not only have an expressive language delay, but they have less words, less sounds, less gestures because they're not seeming to understand the language that you give them. They either are not paying attention long enough to listen to an entire direction. They don't seem to be making the connection between the words you're saying and the direction that you've given them or the things you're talking about. And what I want to talk about is how to help children uh, make their understanding a little more well-developed. So The way that that understanding typically starts to show, when you start to see that children are understanding and making connections with the language that you're using and the things that are going on in their routines is you start to see that children are kind of looking at others when they're hearing the names of people or maybe at their favorite toy or their cup or their bottle when you mention it. That's a very early way that we can see that kids are making the connections between words that you're using and things in their environment or people in their environment. So if you you know were to say maybe their grandpa, oh, Papa's coming over, and then Papa comes in and the child looks at Papa, then you know that they've been making the connection between that word, the name, and the person. Or if you say, can you go get your Baba or your bottle or however you refer to it, and they look over at their bottle, even if they don't go get it, you can tell that they've made the connection between that word and the object. So that's a very early way that you can see a child is understanding the language that they're hearing. Another one is imitating simple gestures like waving. Even if they're not ready to say hi or bye-bye, if they're imitating a gesture that you're showing them, then they're understanding that social part of language that they need to wave. You may see them following very simple directions without you having to show them, like put it in the trash or give that to daddy. And those are, so I think I think one distinction that is good to make is the difference between 
using a verbal direction, using a word, and a child being able to follow a direction within a routine um, without the words. So for example of that, let's say it's time to put on shoes and you go get the shoes and the child instinctively sits down on the floor and raises their foot. They're showing they understand that routine, but that's not necessarily that they are are listening to a word that you've used. They're actually showing that they understand the behaviors that they need to do around that routine. Same thing with standing next to a high chair. They're showing that they understand that routine, even if there are not words connected to that. What we want to see kids do, if they're showing that they understand these routines, is to push a little more, challenge a little more, and make sure that they also can follow words, even if it's not maybe what's expected within that routine. That way, you know they really are connecting to language. So what if your children are not doing this stuff at this point? They're not pointing the body parts when you say the names of body parts. Show me your nose. Show me your your mouth. Those kind of things. Uh, you could um, try to give a little bit more support. And here's a few ways that you can help a child get a little bit more support on their understanding. One big thing you can do is, is use a gesture. Okay, so if this is not a routine that you typically give a child, if you say, put that block in the box, and they don't, they're not really making the connection between the block, if that's not typically what they do, if they don't typically put the block in the box, then you might point to the block and then point to the box. Using that gesture is the first step of giving a little more help to try to help follow through with that direction. If the child doesn't understand from the pointing to the block and then to the box, you might actually have to give a little bit more support to help with following through with that direction, such as guiding the hand, the child's hand, to, to the block and then putting it in the box to show them how to do that. Or you can model that behavior yourself while using that language. I think the really important part when you're trying to help kids make that connection between the language and the direction is to make sure as you're saying it, you're using the direction. Okay. Another thing you could do is you may, you may be giving a child several directions at one time. So if you feel like you're giving directions and the child doesn't seem to be following through, you might need to give uh, smaller bits of the direction. You might have to break it down into smaller pieces. So uh, washing your hands is a routine, and it seems pretty simple, but there are actually several parts to washing your hands, such as turning the water on, getting the soap, putting your hand under the water, turning, getting a paper towel, turning the water off, drying your hands. And so you may want to give one direction at a time and make sure that the child is getting each one of those directions before you give a general direction like wash your hands. Another thing you can do is to give some sort of visual help with that. Some kids are visual learners. All kids learn in different ways. And sometimes the auditory channel is not their best way of learning. So if you can give pictures to help support the understanding of the directions you're trying to give, that can really help a child understand what you're asking them to do. Because when you use words, those words just kind of disappear as soon as you say them. And that can be difficult for kids if they're having trouble retaining the words that you've said, processing them, and then following through with a direction. One other thing I would suggest too is if you feel like you're giving a child a direction and they just seem to be standing there, you may want to consider if if you're giving the direction several times to just give the direction one time and then wait. Uh, 
Because again, that might be a processing time kind of issue for your child. Some kids need to hear a direction and then have quiet so that they can process. And with kids that are under three, we're constantly trying to work between uh, giving them time to process, giving them a direction and waiting for them to follow through and losing their attention. So for each child, it's a balancing act. You have to, to weigh whether they are hearing the direction and then just kind of losing their focus. And so you might have to repeat the direction again to keep their focus, but also giving them that little bit of extra time to process through. Another thought about teaching understanding is some kids can learn several pieces of information very quickly all at one time. Some children need you to be more intense with teaching one thing. Example, some kids you can teach two or three or four body parts at the same time. So you can be working on show me nose, show me eyes, show me ears, and you can do that all back to back and a child can learn that and it's no issue. Some children need you to kind of do a theme. So maybe this week we're just going to point to our nose and just look at the noses of the animals in the house if you have pets to touch mommy's nose, to touch daddy's nose, to touch the nose on the stuffed animal. And if you are more intense in teaching one concept, that tends to work better for your child. So really when you're working with understanding you're looking at how this child learns and you're trying to focus how you teach them based on what works best for them. Some kids are auditory. Some kids need to move their bodies. So if you spin around and touch your nose, that might help your child to be able to focus in better and follow through with that direction if they're getting a little body movement towards it. So that's that was my thoughts on helping to build comprehension if you have any questions, there is a, a link to my, um, my uh, email, playteachtalk at gmail.com. You can always send me an email and ask a question if you have more uh, questions about that particular subject. But we always have to build our comprehension before we can build more imitation skills, follow through with directions, and uh, to be able to communicate eventually using words. So we, we definitely don't want to leave comprehension to the side if there seem to be issues with following through. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would help me greatly if you would subscribe or leave a five-star review. For additional content, including YouTube videos, articles, handouts, and help catered specifically to your child's needs, please visit playteachtalk.com.